stuff is never easy from Taj. He launched his company, Fable, uh, back in 2013 after building his own publishing arm, publishing books, staying in the creative space. He decided to jump into software. They've since raised about a million bucks with a team of 22 in New York City and San Francisco to help really enterprise clients uh, do content at, at scale and really manage at scale, monetize at scale. They've got 50 paying customers doing around 200 grand per month right now in revenue. That's up 200% year over year. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Taj Four. He's an experienced publisher, digital media executive, entrepreneur, and artist. He currently serves as CEO of Fable, the cloud-based publishing platform for content marketing, serving a global client base including CBS, Condé Nast, GE, and Ducati, among others. He's a co-founder of Daylight, the celebrated international publisher of art books, and is the author of two books of his own critically acclaimed art photography. Taj, are you ready to take us to the top? Ready. Uh, you're, 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 pretty, you're a pretty creative dude, huh? Well, yeah. Come, come out of the creative industry for uh, studied art uh, in undergrad and in graduate school. Uh, so th- that's definitely my background. That's good. So tell us more about the company. What, what do you do and how does Fable make money? Yeah, so um, we are a cloud publishing company for rich media branded content, um, servicing branded storytelling, brand newsrooms, uh, native advertising, uh, you know, branded and sponsored content uh, that sort of simplifies multiple facets of the process for building, deploying, and then analyzing engagement uh, with associated content. Uh, so we operate with a SaaS model. Uh, um, we sell dominantly enterprise licenses to corporations uh, and media companies. Um, and, and Taj, is this, it's a pure play SaaS model or are there professional services, setup fees, things like that on top? Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's a hybrid. I mean, we, we talk about, uh, Fable's core product offering, of course, being the technology platform, which is monetized solely through the SaaS subscriptions. Um, on top of that, we have a technology enabled services group, the Fable content group, which does facilitate content strategy, content development, creative services, and associated executions inside client accounts or alongside the client, uh, depending on, you know, the, the, the need and the sophistication um, of the uh, in-house teams. Um, and then we have a, a targeting and distribution offering as well, which is an add-on service uh, for uh, native distribution, content discovery, social distribution. Uh, and, then, uh, and then for our B2B clients, uh, we provide qualified lead generation um, against the content that they're building and deploying with our platform also as an add-on service. So core technology being the platform itself, uh, SaaS, and then add-on services um, uh, sort of enabled by the technology. Well, when, when you're talking enterprise accounts, I mean, we're, we named some of, them, some of them in the introduction. We're talking like 10 grand a month on average, 100 grand, a million. Can you give us a general range of ACV? Yeah. So, I mean, it really depends on the enterprise, of course. Um, I mean, when we sell into a really large brand portfolio, 
you know, we're talking about, um, you know, multiple brands operating on the account to give you some framework. We typically charge a 60K annual SaaS fee per group using the platform. Okay, Tosh, so let's move. That's helpful to understand kind of the enterprise size, kind of what you're dealing with in terms of groups. And when you say groups, just to be clear, that's like if you sign up Ducati, right? And they have multiple locations across the world. Each one of the locations is a different group. That's exactly right. And we also differentiate between like brand brand marketing and product marketing groups, right? So, um, you know, it, it may be that the platform is leveraged as an end-to-end solution supporting marketing organizations inside the enterprise, building all of the branded microsites and associated marketing deliverables, uh, landing pages to drive registrations or leads against, um, and then use the platform for the creation of, you know, responsive cloud-based deliverables for sales enablement and training materials all the way through sort of post-campaign reporting. Uh, so the platform is really robust. Um, it, it is a like full soup to nuts offering that can be used uh, for, you know, either a branded lifestyle storytelling content section of the dot com or an entire, you know, entire enterprises, um, you know, web based content creation needs. And then, Taj, let's get more of the backstory here. I mean, it sounds like you have your two of your own books. You've got your, your own agency on the side. Uh, when did you launch this company and kind of why get into the tech side of things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, uh, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I mean, I came, um, I sort of, you know, started several small businesses when I was a kid. Um, I went to school knowing that I wasn't just going to take a nine to five job. Um, I was fortunate to meet uh, a, a dear friend of mine and my collaborator now for 15 years in business, Michael Itkoff. We founded our publishing company right out of college, um, literally like a classic startup story out of the dorm room. Uh, it was a print media company playing in the luxury market. Um, we scaled that brand from a print magazine into a full-blown uh, art book publishing company, globally distributed, uh, celebrated in the art and design and sort of couture market. Um, and then inevitably, we began exploring, you know, incrementally exploring revenue opportunities in digital as a publisher that had access to really high-value content and uh, pretty significant audiences. And we, through that process, saw how broken the digital tools were for the creation and distribution. Taj, what year was this, by the way? I'm sorry? Oh, what year? Um, So uh, to date myself, yeah, I graduated college in 03. That's when we started our previous company. Um, And then it was about four or five years ago that we began recognizing the lack of tools for rich media design focused uh, publishing. Um, And we began building in-house technology inside the publishing company to solve those internal problems that we and our customers were facing. And uh, and then a couple of years ago, we uh, recognized just how significant the opportunity was to um, build the platform out for third party use. Um, and, uh, and, and effectively, um, you know, solve these, these issues that, that we were very, very successful in solving internally for uh, enterprise clients. And so at that point in time, um, we, we began building the technology as the third party cloud platform that it is today. Um, and the uptake has just been exponential. So what was, so what has the uptake been? You launched in 2013. What do you have today in terms of total customers? Uh, well, I'll tell you this, we've got over a hundred accounts on the platform. Um, well, what's an account so, though? Like, is that a logo or, or, or a group of a logo or. 
No, that would be uh, an individual group using uh, the the platform itself. So uh, we've we've got over 100 accounts on the platform. Uh, you know, some of them are inside a single customer. Some of them are independent customers. They're all paid, um, though, right? So, none of those are free users. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, we we are uh, we are a for profit business. <laughs> yeah. I, well, no. Some sometimes people say, yeah, we have you know 10,000 customers, and I go, so they're all paying, and they go, oh no, 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 only 100 are paying, right? So, so just to be clear, you have 100 groups that are actively using and paying for the pro- the product. Uh, it's a mix. I mean, we've got uh, we've got a uh, hundred accounts on the platform. Um, we have uh, a very healthy customer base that is rapidly growing and uh, a series of those accounts are in some kind of a pilot um you know uh like paradigm right now in in the process of either deploying initial campaigns some paid um on a pilot basis not having converted to a full-blown enterprise account you know first hits for free and then uh our stuff is good so you're going to start paying for it there at thereafter uh but but yeah we've got a, a really healthy dedicated customer base our product is very sticky um, and we are, uh, we're growing aggressively. Okay. Just to be clear though, if we ignore all the current pilot programs you're running, I mean, is it fair to say you're north of 80, like active paying customers? Um, I would say that we're, we're north of, we're north of 50 active accounts on the platform. Um, I, I, you know, I, I could certainly get back to you with, with, with the, the details. No, that's okay. I just wanted a minimum. So just to be clear, you've got about 50 that are active. They're paying. They loved you for a while. You've got another 50 that are piloting right now. Some are free pilots, some are paid pilots. And that's where you get the 100 number from. Yep. You mentioned sticky. You said very sticky. Can you quantify that for me? What's churn look like? Um, we're really successful in per- converting pilot accounts to paid accounts. Um, and we have seen our first batch of enterprise renewals as well. Uh, we've seen substantial expansion from our customers where we might get in through one brand group and then uh, the product, you know, performs so well for them that uh, that we, we we pretty quickly expand into other areas of the organization. Does that look like, um, I mean, are we talking like 120% year over year or 200% year over year? What's expansion look like? Oh, I mean, we're growing at over 200% a year right now, just in terms of growth rate. Um, and we've, you know, we've painstakingly built this platform to consolidate the multiple disconnected uh you know tools and uh and and workflow processes for modern digital marketers into an interface that was built for marketers so we are very uh you know sort of data driven in our product development we do tremendous listening to our customers and we iterate the product based on the needs of the end user so it's a very complex technology stack with an overtly simple, pretty sexy design-focused interface that begets use. So marketers begin touching the tool and they fall in love instantly because it just does everything that they're responsible for doing better, more efficiently, and it's an enjoyable environment to work in. Many of you use email marketing to grow and build your businesses, but I've got a big question for you. Are you connecting your email marketing with other services and tools that you use to build your business like Salesforce and Google Analytics? If not, you've got to check out Emma. You'll have everything you need to connect your data, build your audience, and do your most successful email marketing campaign ever. Lots of folks are using Emma because their easy-to-use platform makes advanced functionality accessible to everyone on your team, from your intern to your CEO. No technical skills are required to send these campaigns. Most importantly, I 
I know we all hit snags along the road when we use new tools. They've got an award-winning support team. The support team helps with your strategy, design, list migration, which is important if you're moving from somebody else, and much more. So put the power of email experts behind your marketing. Request a customized demo of Emma's email marketing platform today at myemma.com. Again, that's myemma.com. So you said your first batch of renewals came through. Was it a 90% renewal, 100% renewal, 50% renewal? I mean, how sticky was it? Oh, uh, we saw 100% renewal from all of our initial contracts. Okay, that's great. Okay, so 100% renewal. And then have you bootstrapped the company or have you raised? Uh, We bootstrapped for a while uh, and then we uh, raised a a small round to build out the enterprise version of the platform once we had taken the beta to market and saw it was working. Okay, so total raise is what? How much? Uh, we, we've raised only about a million bucks of external capital. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. You, you couldn't resist the urge. You, you couldn't just stay bootstrapped, huh? <laughs> you know, other people's money is just too sweet. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And it sounds like you're doing well, right? I mean, at 50 customers, you said earlier, minimum and each group paying $60,000 ACV, I can just multiply that. And you guys are doing, I mean, what you're north of 250 grand a month now at this point, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty bulletproof about sharing our revenue being an early stage company, but, uh, but we're, we're, uh, we're off and running and, uh, not shutting off the lights anytime soon. That's for well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Todd, just to be clear, those are numbers that you gave me. You said 50 minimum groups paying. And then you said earlier in the interview that it was a 60 grand ACV. So I'm just multiplying those two. Are one of those numbers wrong? Uh, well, you know, we, we get deals done when we need to get them done. So often we'll discount it. So I'm not going to give a specific number, but yeah, you're in the ballpark. Okay. Got it. So that general ballpark. And then I want to give you credit for the growth because it seems like you're growing super fast. So 200, let's assume you're doing call it 200, 250 grand right now per month, 200% year over year growth. I mean, you were doing what just 50 or 60 grand about a year ago. Um, yeah, I mean, we were doing less than that a year ago. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's obviously super healthy growth. And is most of the, is most of the additional revenue coming from expanding accounts when you're renewing them or adding brand new pilot accounts? Uh, it's a, it's a hybrid of both. I mean, we can only extract so much revenue out of an existing customer unless we have sold into like, let, let's take a, you know, CPG brand. Uh, you know, if we, it, if we if we sold into one of Procter and Gamble's you know consumer brands, um, and then wow, the product is performing incredibly well, and we're driving increased you know e-commerce uh, conversions, like beautiful. That might expand into a massive account for us. We've got influence most of the time, so we typically sell into the top, and as a result, we're focused on you know servicing those customers, maybe driving ancillary long tail revenues through our services offerings, but from a pure SaaS play. Uh, you know, we're interested in scaling our revenues by adding new customers yeah. uh, to the customer base. Good. Um, I will say that as relates to native advertising and working with publishing and media companies, you know, oftentimes um, those relationships are a bit more nuanced from a, you know, like just uh, co- cost of doing business perspective as well as a revenue perspective, namely because they operate like agencies. Um, so, you know, the internal uh, custom content um, groups within the large publishing companies, they're producing, uh, you know, problem solving solutions for their clients executed through content that is distributed against the audience that the client has interest in reaching, right? And so as a result, their financial models often preclude them from paying for SaaS licenses. So there's, you know, there's, there's a, there are two sides to that coin for us. One, we might not or as a 
revenues off of that customer from a lifetime perspective or even you know contract perspective. But what we can do is drive unlimited revenues if we're successful in getting inside that business. Uh, you know, receiving a price per campaign published fee, establishing a minimum so we can forecast against that. And those accounts actually do require a fair amount of ongoing cultivation simply because that's how they work. And we know that we can make a lot more money off of those accounts when we're inside them actively driving volume yeah. usage. So, so, so in that so way, Taj, the, I don't mean to cut you off, but we're running out of time here. Some, some quick questions to wrap this up. Team size today, what are you at? Uh, we've got just over 22 people. Uh, I think it's t- 24 as of a new design team we just brought on. And where are you guys all based? Uh, we're in New York and San Francisco for the most part. Okay. Um, CAC, what are you spending to acquire these new customers fully weighted? So including any sales team, you know, content people, things like that. Uh, I mean, a lot of our growth... Uh, yeah, our, our CAC is really low, actually. Um, a, a lot of our growth is organic. Um, there's a tremendous amount of sort of word of mouth marketing. And to be honest, we've never done like a big global marketing campaign. We we never had like our big, you know, here, yeah, no, no. here I, we are, here's, I get, here's our party. I totally get that. I totally get that. But like of your team of 22, how many of them, like how many of them are marketing people, sales people, content people? We have a lot of product people. Um, we've got we, we've got uh, a, a sales and biz dev team uh, totaling seven. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then we've got a product, you know, product and design team, um, that effectively comprises, uh, you know, the rest of the company. So we're very product focused, um, and, and we're, you know, mean and lean group. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so look, a team of seven on sales and business development, assume a minimum salary of 60 grand. I'm sure they're probably more than that. If you're in New York and San Francisco, but that's 420 grand a year right there. That is basically you'd put into your fully weighted CAC. I mean, your, your, your equation there. Right. So like, I mean, maybe a better question to ask is like, how quickly <clears throat> do you like to recover your capital on a new group paying you? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I guess all paths lead to Rome, right? Uh, so we, you know, we, we, uh, we try, we try to, we try to maintain an 80% profit margin on our customer accounts. Let's put it that way. Um, and, uh, and then we also do a really good job of incenting our biz dev and sales team to, you know, align against, uh, wins. So we provide commissions to everyone that's doing BD and sales for us. Um, and, uh, and, and we provide additional sweeteners for, for the larger accounts. Um, so that if there's attribution and we drive, you know, significant growth inside those accounts, that, uh, that attribution, you know, originated with the rep, uh, you know, that, that, that brought that account in. So, yeah. but Taj, um, just to be know, clear, gross margin wouldn't account for CAC stuff, right? Cause gross like CAC is like stuff that's below the line. That's not server costs and, you know, pricing fees. So I'm just curious, like you have a $60,000 first year ACV. Do you generally spend up to that amount to acquire the customer and you have a one year payback? I mean, what does the actual data look like? Oh no, it's much better than that. No, I mean, so you what know, is it? um, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, well, me well, I'm just saying you're much better. I like, I don't know what that means. Right. So like, well, no, I mean, we, we, we try not to spend more than 20 K acquiring a 60 K account. Got it. Perfect. So t- t- no more than 20 K CAC. And that means your payback period is significantly less than, you know, six months, which is great. That's healthy. Um, cool. All right. Let's wrap up here, man. Uh, with the famous five. Number one, uh, what is your favorite business book? Oh man, it changes, but right now I'd say it's Getting Naked by Patrick Lencioni. <laughs> okay, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, you know, I've actually been dipping into the Steve Jobs archives recently, watching some of his early product release videos um, and, and getting, getting uh, a, a, a new perspective on, uh, on his leadership. Um, 
kind of fresh eyes on that. It's, it's, it's been interesting. All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing the business besides your own? Uh, pipe drive. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, at least eight. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Married with kids. How many? Not wives, two. kids. All right, two. <laughs> <laughs> two kids, one wife. <laughs> two, two kids, one wife. All right, and how old are you? Uh, I am 36. All right, last question, Taj. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, your old self knew that shit is never easy. <laughs> there you guys have it. Stuff is never easy from Taj. He launched his company Fable uh, back in 2013 after building his own publishing arm, publishing books, staying in the creative space. He decided to jump into software. They've since raised about a million bucks with a team of 22 in New York City and San Francisco to help really enterprise clients uh, do content at, at scale and really manage at scale, monetize at scale. They've got 50 paying customers doing around 200 grand per month right now in revenue. That's up 200% year over year. Taj, congrats, man. And thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.